and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews. The Movie Review Podcast, I'll try to be next to movies, but me indeed end up slicing and dicing them. Each and every month there's a thing, and as it's September, I'm doing Not So Super September, which is my look at failed superhero movies. So tonight I'm looking at Green Hornet from 2011. Now, I know a very little about this, only that is based off a 1960s TV show, Introduced the World to Bruce Lee. Also, this was written and produced by Seth Rogen. I can't stand this man, or his stoner humour. So even though I have had this for 10 years, I have never actually watched this thing start to end. I got up usually about 10 minutes in. So, this will be my first and probably last time watching this thing. And surprisingly, with a bit of information I found before I dug into this movie, Kevin Smith had his grubby little pauseness as he does with every fucking superhero movie. But he backed out in 2008 when he realised this was going to be a huge bloody budget. Also, apparently Nick Cage, unsurprisingly, wanted to play the bad guy in this. I mean, what you see in every fucking... Oh, dear God. Moving the hell on. So, fire up Black Beauty. Don those ridiculous Dono masks. It's time to get stung by the Green Hornet. And boy will I get stung by this piece of shit. <clears throat> With its $120 million budget, 10 million of which went to 3D conversion, this thing pulled in $227 million. I'm guessing that's all from the 3D fucking revenue then. Hmm. Starring Seth Rogen, Jay Chow, Cameron Diaz and Christopher Waltz. Or Christoph Waltz even. Directed by Michael Gondry. A music video director, and this is the second movie. This is not good. The plot. After the death of his father, a rich, lazy playboy teams up with his butler to become a crime fighter. As you do. And apparently, the butler is a martial arts gadget expert and knows all about fighting styles and even has this super slow-motion thing called Kato Vision. As you do. Sammy, when... They suddenly catch the eye of a crime lord, things go from bad to worse, as not only are the police after him, but the criminal underworld are. So what will happen, and who will get stung? Find out here. So, this opens up on a fat little boy being driven to see his rich father. We find out this boy is Brit, played by Joshua Ehrenberg. Also, he's a fan of superheroes, however his dad, played by Tom Wilkinson, wants him to buckle down and stop getting himself in so much bloody trouble and various schools. Since he's been kicked out of every single private school he has been in for fighting. With Brit saying he wanted to stop bullies, his dad has none of it and rips the head off his superhero doy. Doy? Toy doll even. Oh my god. Telling him to grow the fuck up. Flash forward 20 years. So no flashy tales then, it just opens up 20 years later. We meet Chudnoski played by Christoph Waltz. He's the city's kingpin of crime. What a ridiculously dumb fucking name that one is for crying out loud. He's taken to see another crime boss, Danny Crystal Clear, played by James Franco. God, these names are utterly ridiculous. It's like a fucking 40s fucking radio play for crying out loud. Also, his thing is everything he owns is crystal clear. God, this fucking writing. I mean, really? Also, wait a minute here. If Chudnowski is the kingpin, who the hell is this chump? Basically, Chudnowski tells him to send over all his money and power and indeed the club or else he will be killed. 
Of course, Crystal Clear says no, as this guy's just some chump and wearing a horrible suit and a whole barrage of about wearing a horrible suit and his name's ridiculous and yada yada yada. So Chitoski shoots Clear's goons with a double barrel handgun that can somehow fire two bullets at the same time on two different directions. How? Anyway, after that piece of dumb, Clear surrenders, so Chud, as I'm going to call him for the one, because fuck call him Chudnoski, blows up the club, walking away in slow-mo as it explodes, and that is beyond fucking lame. Cut to a now adult Brit, played by Seth Rogen, playing what he always does, a fat, loudmouthed douche bro, who smokes too much weed and drinks too much alcohol. Funny, haha, fucking man-child shite, oh my god. Oh, choice of choice, he's our star, folks. I mean, oh my god, I can't stand this guy from his voice to that stupid laugh to the fact all he plays are stoners and or man children. Anyway, he's what else? Partying, trashing a hotel room, and acting like a stupid spoiled little brat. Our hero, folks. Yay. So, once the party is over, Brit takes some skank home in his stretch Humvee to make out in every car in his garage, all 20-something of them all for crying out loud. But anyway, what is with the fast-forward editing and a Rolling Stones song? That is not cool. Stones are well past their prime, for God's sake. Next morning, his butler, Kato, played by Jay Chow, brings him his morning coffee. I mean, is this trying to be Iron Man? Because it is fucking failing badly. Jesus criminies. No time for that, however, as it mocks his dad, disgusted by his behaviour, throwing newspaper at him. Yes, folks, this still has newspapers. When was the last time you actually read a newspaper? I'll wait. For me, it was a way back in 1999. Who in the hell reads newspapers? Also, if this dad guy is so fucking rich and owns newspapers, why the hell is it written in his paper? I mean... Also, you can tell this is written in the 40s and or 60s because this guy's stinking rich newspaper mogul with one paper, really. Also, independent paper and blah 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 during the age of internets and smartphones and ugh, whatever. Oh my god. Anyway, he's shocked that his douchebag son's behaviour is splashed over a paper. Who gives a fuck, frankly? Anywho, with that, his father leaves the po-house. His son isn't even allowed in the fucking house. Really? Who wrote this piece of shit? Wow. I mean, just fucking wow. How in the fuck does this guy pull? I mean, he's a fat, slobbering, man-child douchebag. It's because he's rich. I mean... Days later, Britt returns home, finding press on the doorstep since his father died from a hornet sting. Really, movie? On the nose much there. So he's now in charge of a multi-million dollar company. At the funeral, Scarman, played by David Harbour, tries to comfort Britt, but he's just dripping off being stunned. Part of the sky, Scarman's the DA. Yeah. At the newspaper office, we meet Axford played by Edward James Olmos, the newspaper's editor, who tells Brit he is not alone running this paper. If he needs help, get him. He's worked for his father for 45 years, blah, blah, blah. Of course, Brit has none of it, and just waves him off because he's a lazy playboy douchebag. Next morning, Brit wakes up 
to a cold cup of coffee from the day before. So he storms into the main house, finding only one maid, as the rest have left since his father has died. Wow, movie, just fucking wow. I don't think that's how it would work. They all left because his dad hired them and not him. What in the actual fuck? Anyway, up pulls Kato on a motorbike. Here is his real introduction. Anyway, Brit is pissed for him leaving the cold coffee. However, Kato says it was his father who hired him, so he's now his father's dead. He has no contract, blah, 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 blah. He then shows him his homemade coffee maker. It looks like it fell off a fucking Starbucks fucking coffee truck, for crying out loud. Then he brews him the perfect coffee. And all was well. To sit down to have a cup of coffee each and talk about their upbringing. And boom, their instant friends just add coffee. Lazy writing, I mean, for crying out loud. They also bond over how they can't stand his father. He's a complete dickhead, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, this is how this works apparently. They suffer coffee and sad stories. It turns out that Kato was an orphan. Uh, he also then grew up on the streets as a gang member. And then he went to America to become some man-child's butler. As you do, apparently. I mean, uh, God. Cut to them showing off the tricked-out car Black Beauty. A1966 Chrysler Imperial. With bulletproof glass, self-inflating tyres, and hidden spokes right out of Goldfinger. You're not thinking of Goldfinger where he fires out the... No, fires out. It, the Aston Martin has the spoke things from Greece also. I mean, you know that thing. Of course you do. Don't look at me like that. Anyway, it also has machine guns, rockets, and guns on the doors. You know, typical James Bond stuff, basically. Hmm. Anyway, so why did a newspaper mogul have this thing? It's not explained. Kato then shows Brit blueprints to gadgets, so he's now Q. And I love in the sketchbook, there's a drawing of Bruce Lee. An odd wink there. In the back of Black Beauty, the two get drunk and share yet more stories of Brit's dad being a complete utter dickwad. With that, they drive to a graveyard and cut the head off his dad's statue. Then stop a mugging, well, Kato does, as old Brit does, as you stand there like a fucking twat, and just scream. Oh dear God. As Kato uses his Kato time, I hear move so fast, time slows down. God. And with that, they hightail at home. Cue a car chase for reasons. <laughs> Padding. <laughs> Padding. Kato uses the... Goldfinger slash grease wheel stock weapon type thing to destroy a cop car and then they party over it. What the fuck? Our hero, folks. This movie is going from bad to worse. Fast. Now, drunk, but also become a superhero as on TV it shows his fat ass running all on his own away with no one seeing Kato because, quote, he can move too fast for the camera. Yeah, calm down, Bruce fucking Lee. Next day, Brick goes to the newspaper office to hype up Kato and himself as anti-heroes. In the office, every one of the editors, uh, Brick then names himself the Green Bee. No, wait, it's not. It's a Green Hornet. Thank you, Kato. And boom, a legend is born. I mean, oh my God. cut to Chud reading the paper. He's worried about the Hornet. Really, mate? One article in your shit this guy. Then on to Scallon. Who is, as I says, the DA. He's been away suggesting that 
Green Hornet should be banned because he's not the city's saviour and blah, blah, blah. What the fuck is this shitty writing? In walks Lenore Chase, played by Cameron Diaz. Uh, and boom, Kato's now in love, as you do. She's Brit's secretary. Ouch, this is very un-PC even for the fucking time. She's also a criminologist and a journalist, so why the fuck are you a temp? What the hell is this? You can tell this thing was written in the 40s and or 60s. This thing is lazy. Oh my god. Anyway, the two man-childs, of course, fawn over her because she's pretty. Until douchebro uh, Brit puts his foot in it, uh, calling her old because she's 35. Who the fuck wrote this? A fucking 12-year-old? I mean, that night, Green Hornet and Kato are out on a patrol. Oh my god, not before a montage of Kato building Black Beauty Mark II. As Brit just sits in his fat ass making hideous outfits. So, after five painful minutes of this, they're finally ready to go out on patrol. Out they go to Gangster's Paradise. Who the fuck wrote this shit? The two see a gang of black guys standing in a corner, so Hornet threatens them. Cue a ridiculous fight scene where Kato kicks about ten gangsters' arses while British stands there and punches one guy in the face. Oh my god. They get one guy to talk, so they hunt down a crack house and shut it down. Wait, is that crack dealer Ed Furlong? Sweet mother of bejesus it is too. Oh my god. Anyway, he's handed a business card and tells them to hand it to Chud. He then shoots the fucking place up and then sets fire to the building and just drives off in Black Beauty Mark too. So anyway, this crack guy goes to Chud, hands over the business card and then Chud just shoots him, as you do. So the next day, Brit forces his writers to hype up the Green Hornets, cue yet another montage of explosions, Kato kicking arse and spinning newspaper headlines, you know, typical superhero shit. When was this written by? 1966? Days later, Kato gives Brit a gas gun, which fires out knockout gas. Of course, this fat idiot shoots himself in the face, because that's hilarious, right? He wakes up hours, no wait, days later, hooked up to a fucking IV bag and a heart monitor. Are we sure this shit is legal and safe? I mean, Kato shows him Black Beauty, Mark 2 to 5, which he has been working on since Brit was knocked out. Also, he gives him the new and improved gas gun, which of course he shoots Kato with because that's funny. Haha. Kato then asks Leonor out because this comes out of fucking nowhere, which makes Brit jealous, so he acts like a complete utter dickhead. So the Kato pulls him into the kitchen to rough him up, saying, Don't you dare order me around to make coffee, I'm not your bitter, yakety schmackety. Mm. Anyway, that night Kato goes out to date with Lenore. So, she tells him that Green Hornet will be dead within a week as Chud isn't pleased. So, um, they did the best work out somehow. I mean, fuck knows, this writing's terrible. Speaking of which, he's been looking with his two goons. Popeye, played by Jamie Harris, and Chill, played by Chud Coleman. They're looking for gunrunners and... Everybody's running scared of Green Hornet, plus they're the... Oh my god, something about... 
because Green Hornet's there, they want to run independent of Chud because they can't defend him against Green Hornet and yada yada yada. So you go down killing all the gangsters and who gives a fuck, Frank? This movie's awful. Anyway, so Chud emails Hornet a time and a place to meet up. Who in the fuck wrote this shit? I mean, this movie is beyond awful, folks. I suggest nobody gonna be near this fucking thing. It is shit. Of course, this fat idiot goes to meet him because he's a fucking twat. He goes on to insult Kato calling nothing but a sidekick who makes all the gadgets, kicks all the bad guys' ass and saves your fat ass time and time again. Yeah, because he's the fucking sidekick. Oh my god. Next day, are they two meet up? Why? It's obviously a fucking trap, you fucking idiot. Oh my god, as soon as they pull up, Chud buries Black Beauty into a grave, and who the fuck wrote this shit? I don't give a shit, my eyes are rolling more than fucking dice at fucking Vegas. Kato fires all the missiles and unburies them and kills Chill by a digger landing on top of his head. What the fuck? Popeye loses an eye, I guess that's why he's called Popeye, and Chud tries to run him over. And cue a ridiculous gunfight scene as... Green Horn and Kato run for it. And this action is beyond fucking lame. Why, what do these idiots do after this fight? Why, they take a taxi wearing their uniforms. Well done, that man. Kato is now extremely pissed off at Hornet. So... He tries to ride off on his bike. Nope. The two have a ridiculous fist fight with Hornet calling nothing but a sidekick. So Kato rightfully points out he does nothing without him. He just stands there like a fat twat. Then they took into a slap fight. <sighs> Our heroes, folks. I mean, I mean, honest to God, they're fighting like fucking five-year-olds. Ew, slap, 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 slap. That's a hissy fit fight. I mean, just like the writer's mindsets. Anyway. Kato then kicks Brit's fat ass. Uh, and I'm loving this, by the way. I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10 for this bit right here because every time this fat idiot gets put in his fucking place. Anyway, so Kato kicks his fat tumbler ass and the fight breaks through a window into the swimming pool. Kato can't swim and all but drowns until Brit finally saves him after firing him. God, this Brit's a fucking ass wipe. Kato is now soaking wet, heads to Lenore's house, who punches him in the guts as she's also fired. Cut to Chill's funeral as Chud puts out a one million dollar bounty on Hornet's ass. Cue a badly edited montage of hitmen being told of the bounty and random people being killed because they're wearing green. Yes folks, is that fucking stupid. You wear green, you get killed. Days later, Brit returns to the paper to be told at least a dozen people are dead over this Green Hornet shit. So Brit calls the DA, let me guess, he's a dickhead and is in bed with the fucking gangster. <gasps> to tell him he is indeed the Green Hornet. This guy's a fucking moron. The DA tells him if he stops it with the Green Hornet headlines, he can help him bury the Hornet. If he's re-elected, that is, aka bribing him to keep quiet. Brit then throws him out of his office. So the DA tells him, your dad wasn't squeaky queen either, he was dirty. So cue a fact-fighting hunt. As Brit finds out his dad wasn't dirty all along, as he finds hundreds and hundreds of buried news reports. 
Anyway, moving on back to Chud, who's on top of his HQ headquarters. He wants to rebrand himself wearing all red with a cape and a mask. The fuck is this thing? Because he wants to be cool because he's sick of wearing the same outfit. What the hell is this garbage? It wants to be called Blood Gnofsky. Who wrote this shit? A fucking six-year-old. He then shoots Popeye, who tells him rightfully so, this is a ridiculous idea. What the, I mean... So he's killed his only decent henchman. I mean... God, the stupidity. Next morning, Brett visits Lenore with proof that his dad was dirty all along. He then promises to pay her double if she come back to help him dig out the DA because he's a dirty bastard and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, at home, Kato was writing up his CV. Why? What the hell is happening here? Next day, at the paper, the DA calls Brit to talk. Back to Cato, who answers an email from Chud, who offers him $1 million for Hornet's head. As this is happening, the DA asks Brit to dinner at 8.30 that night, the exact same place and indeed time as Chud says to meet Cato. Does this mean the DA is dirty? Me pearls, I mean, shocking fucking horror. Anyway, at dinner, the DA is waiting for Hornet with Chud in the rafters. He is now dressed in red. He goes outside to meet Kato. Who the fuck wrote this? Who then holds him at gunpoint and using Black Beauty Mark III. As inside, the DA outright tells Brit he wants the Chud stuff stopped, as he is indeed his business partner. <gasps> Shock horror! Alan Dundee! A dirty DA! Who would have thunk? Anyway, Brit, being a complete fucking idiot, pulls out a recording device, then mocks the DA with shock horror. He is fucking the Green Hornet. I mean, but not before the DA tells him he killed his dad. And it wasn't a Hornet that had done it, it was him because his dad was dirty. But his dad then turned on him, so he had him had have him killed. Who wrote this shit? I don't give a fuck. Then there's a massive shootout. Because why wouldn't there be a shootout? There's actually every 2.6 milliseconds because they know for a fact the attention span of the average stoner is 6 seconds. Kato holds fucking British gunpoint and there's a fight between all the hitmen because the restaurant is full of hitmen and blah blah blah. Anyway, the Kato fires off rockets to the kitchen so they both run to Brack Beauty and they get away with it but Chud's men are now falling. Cure another ridiculous car chase all around the fucking city as Brit makes up with Kato. Kato then takes out cars left and right using rockets as Hornet is in the fucking back seat and Kato screams use the fucking car machine guns and wouldn't you know it there's car machine guns this is beyond fucking ridiculous. Anyway Kato then leaps from Brack Black Beauty, leaving Brit to drive it and use all these gadgets. Of course he can't because he's too fucking stupid, as Kato kills all of Chud's men. And my eyes are glazing over. The stupidity is leaking off the screen, and I'm all but done. Somehow, they get to the newspaper office, however, Chud and a dozen heavily armed men are waiting for him, including a fucking concrete mixer. Who wrote this shit? So Kato drives through the window straight onto the printing presses as Black Beauty gets stuck. 
now completely fucked as the idiot fucking hornet has dropped the recording device which is disguised as a sushi for some fucking reason. So he has to leave Kato behind in the almost ruined Black Beauty to hold off Chud's men. And then he has to run after the fucking recording device because he dropped it on top of one of the... I don't know what the hell it is, a car that drives the paper for the... Who gives a fuck? Chud is now dressed in a red leather outfit that would make even Daredevil blush. He faced off with Hornet while wearing a gas mask. Uh, how the fuck did you know about the gas gun that they haven't been out in over a fucking week? Chud and his men, including the DA, give chase into the newspaper room and where this movie, I swear to God, has the ball to rip off tomorrow or dies, having the fight scene in the exact same place as Bond did with covers. Covers? Yeah, it was covered on to you. Men, they even try to pull off the the everything fight. You know, fight from tomorrow or dies. I mean, mm. Kato has now killed all of Chud's men. He somehow managed to get Black Beauty off the printing presses. He runs over goons as he chases after Green Hornet. And God, this is beyond dumb. They make it to the lift and drive it into the lift up to Brit's office, which then cuts Black Beauty in half. Are you following this? Because this is fucking ridiculous. This has the balls to then rip off a view to a kill as the car is driven because it's a front wheel car, like the car in fucking a view to a kill. Kato then has to hold off Chud's men as Brit uploads the voice call of the DA. Now out of bullets, missiles and rockets, Kato flies over a shot as taking down goons left, right and centre. By the way, this CGI Kato looks like shit, by the way. As slowly Brit uploads to the nets, Chud pins Kato down by shooting a desk on his foot. Meanwhile, Brit finds out the thumb drive is completely empty because the fat fuck forgot to fucking record the conversation. Fuck this movie and fuck everything in this movie. I fucking hate Seth Rogen even more. His writing is beyond fucking dumb. Anyway, Hornet sees that Kato is pinned down, so he goes into Kato slow-mo time somehow. It works until the fat idiot falls in his fat double RS. However, it bought Kato enough time to get his leg free as he kicks Chud's ass, with Hornet shooting him with his own gun as Kato has blinded him with chair legs. The cops show up just as Hornet was going to shoot and kill the DA. Kato and him then run for it, and how in the fuck does this have 15 minutes left? Do I know something? Fuck this. I'm done. The stupidity is getting beyond my fucking nerves. I'm going to go this time. A minus 10 out of 10. This thing even has the balls to use ejector seats and somehow parachutes as fucking Hornet and Kato escape and kiss me up with Lenore and who gives a large fucking ass. Boring as fuck. Beyond lame, insulting and indeed dumb. This is like a 10 year old's fucking idea of a superhero movie. This 10 year old, by the way, has ADHD and hooped up on fucking sugar and every drug under the cunting sun. This villain is beyond stupid to be fucking scary. What's with the whole, oh my, if it's not cool enough, therefore it must be another outfit? Crap. Hornet is completely unlikable and this script is beyond fucking dumb. Even Kato's bullet time shit gets old fast. 
as I said, minus 10 out of 10. I just did not give a flying titty fuck. Anyway, come back next week as look at the Rocketeer. And the rest of the month will be the Spirit and... Uh, let me think now. The Phantom, if I can find it, or something else. I need to think or what the files I want to do. I have no idea. Anyway, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Check out my superhero podcast of Superman, Batman, Iron Man, Captain America, and more. Also, my solo superhero ones of Catwoman, Supergirl, Blade, Barbed Wire, and more. Uh, bye.